This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio and and podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's my experience with that. So sorry to the, what is it, Daily Grind? Whatever you gave me that day, it tasted like sewer water. Hello, and welcome back to That's Food by CJSR, a podcast made with love, telling the backstory to food, one meal at a time. I'm your host, Ralph, and today, we're going to be talking about coffee, something that's pretty big here in North America, apparently. I think I missed that, though, because I don't drink coffee too much. I find that too much caffeine can mess with my sleep sometimes, and I already have enough problems sleeping as it is. The only other times I really have caffeine is when I drink pre-workout, three times a week. So I guess my caffeine intake is higher than I thought. But I still feel like I don't know much about coffee, or what actually interests me about it, the culture surrounding it. I didn't even know the difference between an espresso and a latte before I started writing this. From the outside looking in, it seems like there's a lot about coffee and the things that it symbolizes that I don't really understand. I usually think of people who drink coffee a lot as tired, overworked, maybe a little cranky, but then their whole mood gets better when they have a sip. I imagine them spending all their time working and getting tired, but all they need is some coffee and then they're back at it. Which is interesting to me, if not a little concerning. It makes me wonder if this is a reflection of our culture and its glorification of overworking. Is that the case? Maybe, maybe not. I might be a bit off the mark here, so in order to find out more about this coffee culture, I'm going to do some of my own research first, and then I'm going to talk to some of my friends and get their opinions. Hopefully, this will help me, and you listening right now, to get a new perspective on coffee here in North America. In case you're like me, and also didn't know the difference between an espresso and a latte, A latte is about 60% milk and a larger 8 to 20 ounces per drink, while an espresso is much smaller at only 2 to 3 ounces per drink. But the espresso is straight coffee concentrate, which is why you can put espresso shots in other coffees. Or you can have them by themselves. One day, I slept pretty badly the night before a final, and one of my friends told me that a double shot of espresso would wake me right up. It more than woke me up, because my hands would not stop shaking. But I'm not sure I recommend it. There are safer ways to get caffeine into your system. To give you an idea about how much caffeine people can consume, on average, an 8-ounce brewed cup of coffee has 95 milligrams of caffeine in it, and it can vary from 70 to 140 milligrams. A double espresso shot has roughly 125 milligrams of caffeine, so putting that into a coffee will probably increase the caffeine by more than double. The FDA says that about 400 milligrams of caffeine a day is a safe threshold, but it can vary depending on a person's caffeine tolerance. Another source I found says that you need to have over 30 cups of coffee in a pretty short amount of time to die from a caffeine overdose. But don't get any ideas from that, because the episode is just getting started. But getting answers to the questions I want to know about the coffee culture isn't just a matter of looking them up. I'll have to talk to people and hear their thoughts and experiences. So. I've brought in some friends, one current and one former university student, to ask them the hard-hitting questions, and hopefully they can help me find some answers.
Could you give me a quick introduction for the listeners? Hi, I'm Armin. I'm a fourth-year psychology student in the Faculty of Science at the University of Alberta. Hi, my name's Jenna. I just finished my uh, Bachelor of Science at the U of A with my major in Biological Sciences and my minor in Psychology. How often do you have coffee or caffeine? Like every day, like once, no more than once to be honest. Like it's either I drink it in the, in the early morning or I drink it right after a long day of work and I still have work to do. Like, let's say I work in a lab, so I go to the lab and I'm awake during that, but I come home, I'm up on my feet the whole day during the lab, so I come back and then I drink coffee so I can get myself awake to now focus on some coursework or whatever or you know attend like maybe not so relevant now but like a social outing at some point like making making the coffee is like what i would consider like my downtime between working in the lab and then coming home and then my downtime is literally making coffee i use a um kind of like a i have like a i don't know the technical term because i'm not that advanced but i have like a little grinder throw my coffee beans in there and then i use a french press actually not because I'm fancy or anything, it's just what happens to be at my house. We don't have like a coffee machine. We have French press, you take the coffee grinds and you throw them in the French press, boiling water, wait five minutes, and then, you know, you press on the French press and you get yourself coffee. Mostly Red Bulls, because those, those are easier to get my mom to bring home and have in the fridge. And especially when like, I gotta get up every morning to like watch my dogs, take them for walks and whatnot. I am exhausted all the time, and especially through finals, like whenever it's like midterms or finals, if you look in my fridge, there's like 10 Red Bulls in there at pretty much all times. Sometimes I reach out and have like a monster rock star here and there, but mostly, mostly varieties of Red Bulls. And I'd say how many of those a week? Probably I would have like at least three or four a week. And that would be like on top of also having coffee. So like there's some days where it's like if I wake up in the morning, I'll have a Red Bull and then if I'm leaving I'll go out and I'll get something like a coffee or Starbucks a lot of their like refreshers also have caffeine in them if you didn't know that so like the ones that are like fruity drinks and like lemonade and stuff also have caffeine in them it's cold and it's got caffeine how has coffee ingrained itself into North American culture what makes us so obsessed with it while other places like the UK might prefer tea or maybe nothing with caffeine at all about the history of coffee in North America, well, I'd say it's probably tied into the work culture here with the nine to five. And you know what, not even the nine to five because that's not enough to really explain it because other places like the UK probably also have the same type of work cycle. More so compressed nature, the workload in North American companies might be greater, causing you to stay up late and have to get up early again to go to work and bring home back with you. Those are one of the many reasons I would guess. It's in everything. I think a lot of people not are addicted to caffeine, but like when you say wake up in the morning and don't have like, you're off of your like schedule or whatever, your regular routine and you get like a headache. A lot of people don't know why that is, especially if they don't drink coffee every day, but like who knows, maybe, maybe there's someone who really likes chocolate. There's caffeine in chocolate, well, most chocolate, or maybe there's someone who drinks like Coke Zero. There is caffeine in everything. So like say you have chocolate here and then you have like a Coke there and then you have like a small glass of coffee there. Like it all adds up eventually. So maybe you're not having six large coffees a day. Caffeine in so much stuff nowadays that I feel like everyone on some level has 
some sort of like not addiction to it but you know what i mean like i feel like it's just been so normalized that you wake up in the morning and you have a coffee or in the uk like you wake up in the morning you have a tea that's just how it is and like when you watch tv what do they do when they get up they make a coffee or a tea like nobody really thinks of it like technically caffeine's a drug but nobody thinks of caffeine like a drug it's just there and i think i think part of it too is just the convenience like like there's so many places where you could get coffee or tea or like espresso or something i feel like it's just kind of ingrained in like our almost like high strung high productivity society that like it's kind of what keeps you going and it pushes you to keep going even when ready to like flop on the floor or take a nap why is drinking coffee such an integral part of the university student experience people like to attach themselves to a subculture it makes them feel comfortable that you know, like me and like these other people, we have this common thing that we can talk about our whatever Starbucks secret menu or like favorite type of coffee or our favorite way of making coffee. And I don't know if you've ever heard of like this thing called terror management theory. It's been a long while since I've read about it, but basically like people will attach themselves to these like non-living things to reduce kind of their awareness of their own mortality. The, the awareness that one day they're going to die and they're going to go either whatever be cremated launched into space who knows viking funeral or just six feet underground what i want to say is like that's not even re restricted to just coffee you know that's sports teams you see like that i always see a truck with like these giant edmonton oilers flags and like just identifying with this thing that'll more than likely probably be around when you're dead could be comforting from the standpoint of the terror management theory I think it's also just out of necessity to drink, like, coffee. I think um, Starbucks is just, like, one of many uh, coffee companies. Probably the biggest. They're probably the largest uh, kind of coffee-based company. And they've created very successfully, like, a subculture. And people like that. People like that idea. Whether it's, whether it's for something as an extreme stretch, as I put out earlier, of reducing their mortality, or if it's just because they like the Starbucks logo, they like the stuff. Places like Remedy are popular because they offer like a nice atmosphere for people to go consume coffee, something that'll make them more energized than work on their stuff. I think it's more so just uh, a byproduct of the necessity to stay awake. If you have nothing in common with someone, you can at least like be like, hey, what's your coffee order? And then you can from there, Bridge, I know I've done interviews for other, for like positions and um, clubs. Um, and like one question, like we just asked to break the ice is like, what's your coffee order? Like, uh, are you like a double double type of person or black coffee or somewhere in between? Or do you just not drink coffee? And so a lot of people just say, don't drink coffee. So, image of like a university student who's like always having coffee and like grabbing coffee like around the corner every time going through several coffees a day to get through their papers and tests and stuff and I almost feel like it doesn't really exist like obviously like anything there's people who love coffee and actually drink that much coffee every single day because they like it or they're just that addicted to caffeine think about the people who you like kind of always see hanging around in coffee shops and stuff the version of university that you wish university was you want it to be that way and you want to have like the cozy fun times with your friends and stuff and like you all get coffee and you just like hang out and slightly work on your papers and whatnot when you're 
doing like when you're drinking your coffee at Remedy and whatever, feel like the people I know who are like that, like I said, they don't tend to be the most like driven students who are like actually focused on all their schoolwork. They'd almost be living like the romanticized version of being a student. The one person who is on their laptop with their headphones in and they're totally like zoned into their laptop, like that person is actually doing schoolwork. That's not like the nice version of what you like to see when you're walking by a cafe and people are just like laughing and having a good time and talking to each other, you know? The people who you see in the cafes who have their heads down in their laptops or in their textbooks with like headphones in and they're not sitting with anyone. Those are the people who are actually studying and focusing, not the people who are sitting, sipping their tea, their chai with a whole group of friends. Do you think of caffeine consumption as a good thing or a bad thing? Does this tie into the grind or hustle culture being a problem in North American society? Honestly, it depends on the time of day, the amount of caffeine. I, I don't think it could be a horrible thing for you if it's done in moderation. But if you're like doing like two or three coffees a day just to get through the day, then you actually have a problem, I think. And on the weekends, I usually don't drink it because I'm not getting up that early. But it's uh, when you need it to get through a day or you like you cannot go without it, then I think that's a problem. If you're not like being productive and producing like economic output, then you're like a waste of skin, basically. Maybe it doesn't imply that directly, but you know, if you're watching that over and over and it's being pounded into your head every day and you're like, oh God, you know, I just worked eight hours. I'm feeling tired. Why am I feeling tired? I should be going home and working from 5 p.m. to 9 a.m. Places like Japan have a work culture that also like uh, values like real hard work and like doesn't disapprove of sleeping at the office like to get more work done. I've seen documentaries where that like like that's not frowned upon like here you sleep in your office like dude like you're gonna get fired like that's a breach of professionalism and that's another thing it's like okay well there's people that are like enjoying this like there's some people that just enjoy working all the time and like that's it reminds me of another thing actually it's like where you find time to fill in just like periods of whether you where you'd be doing nothing that's a notion of just trying to distract yourself because I find like the days where I have like absolutely nothing to do like that's the days where I'm like alone with thinking too much I start thinking about things too much and it's okay to think but if you just sit and think all day I think you can potentially go down a rabbit hole that might lead you to some anxious thoughts uh, overthinking that's just my perspective I think a lot of the time like the positive virtues of emphasizing being productive or like doing something even if it's just leisure just doing something that isn't just you sitting um, kind of idling by um, it doesn't have to be strenuous just anything and I think there's a difference between like not addressing things that stress you out and then thinking about them not at all and then thinking about them all the time to the point where like it just gives you distress so I would say for some people like the overworking we might think it's overworking but for them it might just be like a way to distract themselves from things that are like worrying them and in, in men especially there seems to be like this glorification of like devoting yourself like to work like devoting yourself to your professional career and that has lots of different ramifications 
but for some people it can be really helpful and those people who don't want to be in that over culture of like work that type of work that amount of work if that's forced upon them that's when you get those issues work 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 is just such a lie it's such an ideal like people want to portray themselves uh, some people might want to portray themselves as these people who work all the time because uh, they val that's something they value that's something like other people have told them that they respect so they're like maybe to gain the respect of someone else they portray that and it might not even be true they might like say they work 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 all the time but you don't know that so like someone on the outside sees that like why am i not work work working all the time it's just this cycle of people comparing themselves to other people and drawing maybe some irrational conclusions about their self-worth and productivity i was actually thinking about working and like the intricacy of you know loving what you do like trying to find something that you love because then there's that saying if you love what you do you don't work a day in your life and i uh, honestly believe that like i think there's something freud said and you know a lot of people have this whole other idea of freud and i'm not going to get into that because that's not really relevant one thing he said and it was that to live is to love and to work in my opinion why not put those two together love your work and then love those around you and you're probably setting yourself up for a really good future and obviously easier said than done because people have different circumstances and they have different obligations and that might put their plans to get to what they love on hold for a little bit so they can survive. I would almost say that caffeine consumption is kind of neutral. Like, I wouldn't say it's good or bad. Like, it just kind of is. And I'm sure that is like a product of what our society is has come to. But in terms of like the second part of the question, like I, it's there. Nobody really talks about it but it is there and it's there through everything like when you watch shows and say you're in like the show is depicting like a busy office environment there's a person who runs and grabs coffee you know all these people who are so hardworking don't grab their own coffee they have someone bring it to them like that kind of thing you see in like in my head at least i see a picture of like two say like ceo people and they're each holding a coffee. So it's not like the coffee itself isn't the center of the photo, but it's there. Silent in the sense that nobody really talks about it, but everybody kind of knows that like caffeine's supposed to be the thing that like helps you go harder. And like the whole like notion of going harder and doing more and like, like you said, like a side hustle, like five to nine, like after you've already worked your nine to five, that whole idea is that caffeine is something that's there if, if you're not looking into doing harder drugs um the caffeine <laughs> is there that'll like help keep you going but it's like how how long can the caffeine keep you going until you crash because i don't know if you've ever seen someone with like a bunch of side hustles burn out but it's not pretty instead it's like there's this constant like anxiety of like oh i need to get everything done and i need to keep going and when does it stop it doesn't stop because you know you just you keep going, you go to school, you get a job, and you keep going until you die. Well, okay, until you retire, and then die. Rank these coffee chains. Starbucks, Tim's, McDonald's, Second Cup, and any others that I might be missing. Alright, Second Cup's like F tier, like garbage. Okay, I feel like Starbucks like automatically just wins because like their price point seems to be so much higher than the other, other competitors. But like, Tim's, honestly... I have Starbucks every day, I'm, I'm not going to be able to live. 
you're not even gonna be able to do anything. You're just gonna have to like work to buy Starbucks. You're gonna have to work at Starbucks. I think McDonald's is definitely better than Tim's for their coffee. This might just be urban legend, but I heard that McDonald's now has the formula that Tim's used to have that was actually good. Tim's is going through it, like, someone send them help. Well, it used to be, like, one thing a lot of people, like, support them is because, like, oh, they're, like, the only Canadian, like, brand. I think Second Cup is actually Canadian, is it not? Or is it American? That's, like, a big point for people liking it. It's, like, it's Canadian, but also... Obviously, Starbucks is the top. And honestly, I would say it's mostly because of, like, the variety, you know? Like, there's just so many options that pretty much anything you're feeling, you go to Starbucks. Maybe I'll order Starbucks right now. Just kidding. And then I probably put McDonald's second because I'd say, like, McDonald's has good, just, like, plain coffee. Like, they, they do have, like, their variety of a, of a few things. Like, they've got Americanos and lattes and cappuccinos and stuff. But I would say, like, just their... Normal coffee, double-double, is probably my favorite. Starbucks is just like a little too bougie for me. Like they're just plain coffee, so I don't really get that there, but I get other varieties of coffee. I would put probably Starbucks, then McDonald's, and then probably Remedy, which I've only had a few drinks there, but one, they were actually pretty good, and two, they also have a lot of variety, which is nice. Like it's not outrageous, but it's not cheap. Then I'd probably put Tim's after Remedy, just because, like, even though there, I have some beef with Tim's, still like, like, ice caps and stuff. Second cup is dead last because I hate them. All right. Thanks for coming on today. Those were some great answers. Any last thoughts before we go? No problem, Ralph. It was definitely my pleasure. Just love each other and uh, don't overdo the coffee too much. Please get vaccinated. The answers from my guests confirmed some of my own beliefs, while giving me a new perspective. It seems like they agreed with some of the thoughts that I had laid out in my questions, mainly that the prevalence of coffee in North America is both a symptom of and a response to the culture of overworking. They also made some great points about the glorification of hard work and how that's led us to the point we are now. And most importantly, they educated me about which places to buy coffee from and which places to stay away from. So. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll take something from this episode with you. And now to do our iconic outro. <clears throat> but is it food? That's food! That's food. food. Yeah, I Again, yeah, I'm not counting down, I'm not counting it down. Wait, we're not much. counting?